Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Let's get it. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good people. It is Monday, August the 8th. 2022 y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with ray g and for that we appreciate you being here shout out to our partners our partners prize picks at the bottom nfl futures college football futures all of that good stuff here on this fine monday i hope you all had a wonderful wonderful weekend and uh no more foot i mean we got football no more sundays or saturdays without football until february i think we all know that the nfl and college football season are like back. We got it real NFL preseason this week. So uh, we'll talk about a little bit of that come Wednesday. We got a really dope newsletter. If you're tapping in for the first time, appreciate you being here. Make sure you subscribe to the All Gas newsletter in the bottom. It's free. I promise you it's not some BS recycled, regurgitated garbage, just like full-fledged articles. They should actually be articles. The content creators over here at DD, super dope. Make sure you subscribe to the free uh, gas newsletter. But um, how was everybody's weekend? Who do we have in the building this morning? It's good to see the people. Good morning, Michael, Roe, Jay Peters in the building, Shane, Joe. You know, I was listening. I listened to a lot of satellite radio on the weekends and callers call in and I wish we had something where like people could call in and talk to us, but I like engaging with the people in the chat. So got to say good morning to everybody there. Dynasty Barry, how you doing? Heath, haven't seen the name Heath in here in a minute. Dalton in the building, Patrick in the building, Row. Oh, look at that. TK, Troy, I look forward to seeing you this weekend at the Expo, big dog. Glad everybody is joined in today. And we got a lot to talk about, but we're going to get my man on the scene. Jay Rich, what's up, baby? What's going on, man? What's going on? How Happy you to doing? be here. Excited. Yeah. Had a good weekend. You know, we're chilling. Um, lots of things happening this week. Obviously, preseason kicking off, which is good. We're excited for that. A little bit of beef in the basketball beef. world over the weekend. Yeah, beef. remember? No, a little man, bit of beef, beef in the basketball world. Not beef. really news, but okay, okay. exciting to see Paolo Bencaro get uh, his good his hand his ass handed to him by DeJounta Murray. Mm. But um, honestly, man, I think the biggest thing is that I'm just excited for football now. We got preseason week one, which is dope. Um, we'll see a lot of players. Not a lot of news, though. I think, Uh-oh. you know, it's been crazy with what happened. Oh, Somebody, no. Somebody's oh, got no. in the wrong YouTube account. Who's coming in here to get on us early? Who's coming to troll early? Who's coming Came to troll? With the burner. Yeah, the burner. Go ahead, go ahead. My bad, my and bad. And I was going to say, I don't think you want to open the phone lines because it's just you're opening up Pandora's box then. You know, you know, yes. you know our audience. And you nah. know what we do? Yes, yes. I don't, don't know, man. We, we don't want to go Mike there just Ander- yet, but maybe one day. For Mike sure. Anderson looking for that NBA news early. There's not a lot, Mike. Don't don't worry. Come October, we got you covered, baby, with plenty of NBA news. But we, we'll get to that when we get to that, Mike. Hey, I know you are dying for NBA news, but we don't have anything yet. Kevin Durant is still a, uh, a Brooklyn Net. Kyrie's still in that. LeBron is still doing stuff in L.A. No NBA news yet, Mike A., but it's coming. It's coming. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah, damn it. You better wait. Wait. 
All right, Jay. Oh, look at this. We were talking about this before the show. Yeah, uh, Premier League. Is it is it Primer or Premier? It's the Premier League. You kept calling it Primer. Primer. No, it's the Premier League. That's that's what it is. We're we're six minutes in and we have talked no football. People are going to be just livid in the comments. Uh, But Jay, we got to get to uh, we got to get some news, man. Got to got to get some news because in this show, I really do. I want to talk about. The most we've got like top we said top ten it might be like fifteen but I want to talk impactful rookies and let me let me I'm gonna reiterate this again after the news we're not saying these are the dynasty rookie wide receiver one or running back one or quarterback one any of this stuff we're just talking which rookies based on what we've seen early in training camp the reports that we're getting from the beat reporters which one of these rookies are gonna be impactful this year and. How do we exploit that, especially in the game of Dynasty, right? We're always looking for edge. We're always looking for, you know, the players that could boom, that cost you nothing, and you can flip and get a return of value. So we're going to talk about the most impactful rookies based on the information that we have now throughout training camp. But before that, y'all know what it is. It is straight facts. Jay, let's get it, baby. What's going on, everybody? It's Straight Facts with Jay Rich. And uh, it was a light news weekend. Like we talked about at the opening of the show, the Premier League did start. So shout out to all the Premier League fans out there. I don't watch it enough to talk about it, but I hope you guys are excited because I am probably going to get more into it this season. But back to the real news or sort of news for at least five minutes as Fizzledoll is spoiled in the chat. Kareem Hunt reportedly requested a trade out of Cleveland over the weekend. The Browns said no, and he was back to practice on Sunday. So that story lasted (laughs) about all of five minutes. Short-lived for a guy who really has no leverage in the situation, but Cream Hunt did what he tried to do. You know, he tried to say, I want out, and uh, it didn't work for him because they have a much better running back in Nick Chubb and a very competent back backup in Dearness Johnson. So we'll see what happens with Cream Hunt, but he's going to have to play his way into a new contract. He's not going to be able to demand anything because he just doesn't have that kind of leverage. And then another story that broke yesterday was that J.K. Dobbins is going to be getting look, his knee looked at today, and there is potential for him to come off the pup if the doctors do deem that he is ready to get in to full practice and things like that so we may get some jk dobbins news i know there's a lot of jk dobbins stands out there that are hoping to see him get off the pup obviously it's only week one of preseason no immediate rush to get him into action but if he does come off the pup that would be really really nice for him and for fantasy owners who've been investing in him over the offseason and even beyond that earlier in his career and then as well christian watson returned to practice and he's on the side on the side field right now working with the rehab group so that is encouraging. You know, there was no timetable. We don't even know what Christian Watson's injury was, but we do know that he's back on the rehab with the rehab group at practice. So hopefully see him back week three, maybe just before the season starts, hopefully getting on the field a little bit. Not good for his prospects and outlook this season, but potentially going to get involved earlier than I thought because there was no reports on him there. And Ray, another story that I, I'm not sure this is true fully, but it was reported and confirmed that oh Nikhil boy. Harry, the new oh Bears boy. wide receiver, severely sprained his ankle. Yeah. We don't know the actual severity, the grade of the sprain yet, but it seems like it's going to be a grade two or grade three sprain that could keep him out quite a while. And like you mentioned, Byron Pringle also injured. And so that may open things up for Velas Jones. But the other story that I don't know if I believe it is that apparently the Eagles are potentially looking to trade Jalen Rager, the former oh first round pick to the Chicago Bears. So the Chicago Bears are doing their best to stockpile first round uh, flameouts and hoping it can pan out 
But Ray, is this actually true? Because you kind of snuck this in the show notes, and I don't know if it's true. Listen. But you would be you as the Jalen Rager expert could definitely comment this <laughs> more than anybody else. So I will allow you to go through this story and let me know if it's actually true or if you tried to sneak it in there to see if I was paying attention this weekend. This guy calls me the Jalen Rager expert. I'm not an expert. I'm no expert on Jalen Rager. I liked him coming How, out of TCU. Okay, no, I want as I want to confirm thing. I want to confirm something for the people. Other analyst out there. It wasn't just me. How, Damn it. Have you had direct communication via the DMs with Jalen Rager? True or false? Yes, true. Okay. So you're the closest well, thing to an expert that we I've got. I've had direct conversations with I rest a lot of people case. via the anyways. Uh, listen, we are just messengers, right? Uh the, the, in the notes, what I said was pray for Justin Fields. I am I'm well, concerned. I am concerned. Um and people call me a hater. And you on this show have called well, me a hater. Well, because I am concerned for him for no. fantasy and for his outlook because it doesn't look good. And now it seems like you're kind of kind of coming. coming no, around you to my point you here. talk bad about Fields regardless, man. Like stop. I don't. You talk bad about Fields regardless. Before this happened, apparently they're exploring options, right? Jalen Rager is probably uh, first first ballot Hall of Fame training camp. I mean, every training camp is good. Like I mean, last year, ridiculous catches in the end zone. Then we get to the game, and it's it's alligator arms. It's clanking off his hands. Apparently, he looks good this training camp. He looks good, but I, I don't know. It's it's scary because I mean, Tevin Jenkins, uh, their I believe second round offensive tackle pick from Oklahoma State last year is reportedly on the trade block. It's like the new coach and GM came into Chicago and they're like, let's get everything out of here. And you're right, Nikhil Harry uh, potentially bringing in Jalen Rager, Brian Pring Byron Pringle is hurt. Um, it it doesn't look good for the Bears, man. Offensively, I'm concerned for my boy Justin Fields quite a bit. Yeah. But that's a great segue into these rookies, Jay. And yes. we want to talk about which one of these rookies are going to be impactful this year. So if you're if you're joining in here a little bit late, 12 minutes in, these are not rankings. We are not, these are not who quarterback won, who wide receiver. These aren't rankings. Just which of these rookies are going to make impacts this year for your favorite NFL team, for your dynasty roster? And there's a lot of them, man. It's it's crazy because it's the position that historically you could replace super easy, especially in fantasy. Wide receiver, man. You don't draft wide receivers early. You can find those guys late unless, unless you're going to get, you know, Jefferson, Chase, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, one of the difference makers, right? The high war warp type wide receivers. If you want to rock one of those, that's fine. But you could just find those guys so much later in drafts. I don't care if it's, you know, dynasty, keeper league, whatever. Debbie, you could just find wide receivers. But those are a lot of the players who have been making impacts early this season, Jay. So what we're going to do, how we're going to do this is I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to say some names. I'm going to lay out a case and you are going to build a top 10 list with the people and let me know. And I see a lot of people talking about uh, Isaiah Pacheco. I'm hearing it, right? Like I'm, I'm yeah. mildly interested in Isaiah Pacheco, like mildly interested, but I don't think we're going to talk about him too much today. He's somebody that should be rostered. If he's on waivers, absolutely go pick him up. 
I'm still not there with with him being the RB one or any of that. I mean, no, I, I, that's just me. That's just me. That 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 has nothing to do with what I think he could do. I just I'm not there to coordinate him to that level just yet. Not yet. But there are some rookies right now who are doing their damn thing. And let's just let's get the usual suspects out of the way, Jay, because I don't want to spend too much time talking about Brees Hall. I don't want to talk about Drake London. I don't want to talk about Traylon Burks. Like, those guys... And let me ask you something really quick, Jay, and this was not in the show notes. I've heard positive reviews, and maybe I'm just missing it, right? So this is not me trying to stir the pot here. Maybe I, maybe I legitimately missed it. I've heard positive buzz from every rookie wide receiver just about from this class, absent Garrett Wilson. I, I, I'm missing... The Garrett Wilson hype. Am I am I just have I just missed it? Have I overlooked it? What's what what have you heard about Garrett Wilson in New York? I'm just I'm just asking. I think that there's just so much more, much more of a focus on Brees and on Sauce and on Elijah Moore and on Zach Wilson that we just haven't heard a lot about Garrett Wilson. You know, Zach Wilson talked about him and talked about how he's been great so far in camp, how he's showing up, okay. he's working hard. But at the end of the day, he talks so much more about Elijah Moore. He's talking about how Elijah Moore in his second year is looking great, how he knows the playbook so well, how he could be the top wide receiver. And I think that puts a big damper on what people expected out of Garrett Wilson. A lot of people are drafting him hoping he could be the one and Elijah Moore would be the two. But early in camp, it's not looking like that's going to be the case. So I think that's the biggest issue, right, is that that situation that people were hoping where he can maybe be the one. You know, we know Burks is probably going to be the one. We know that Drake London's probably going to be the one, at least at wide receiver. And people were hoping that Garrett Wilson could be that guy as well. But it's not looking like that's going to be the case. It's looking like it's going to be Elijah Moore. And that's the biggest issue, I think. But, you know, hopefully we see some reports. I think preseason we'll see a lot of Garrett Wilson highlights, I'm sure. And part of it, too, is the offense, right? We're expecting it to be better, but it may not be. And I think that's somewhat reasonable to expect as well. So as much as I love Wilson, you're right. I haven't seen a lot about him. Haven't seen Beat talking about him. And it just seems like a repeat of last season where it's just all Elijah Moore and Zach Wilson all offseason long at a Jets camp. And I think that's all we're going to continue to see. And I and I'm not I'm not I'm not worried about him long term, right? We're just talking about, you know, the guys that have, have had this hype and we're seeing make these plays. My issue with Wilson is I just don't believe the Jets offense is built to sustain all these weapons. Like I just don't. I'm 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 sorry. I'm not the Zach Wilson stand. If you came here for Zach Wilson yeah. love, you're in the wrong place. I think he's okay. I don't think he's good enough to for Elijah Moore. People are talking about Elijah Moore being a top twelve. If Elijah Moore is a top 12 receiver, there's no way Garrett Wilson is is doing any. Like, there's no way, right? Like, and I'm yeah. not, again, this is not, Garrett Wilson is bad. He's, what was he, my wide receiver two, three in the class? He's my wide receiver three. At least three. Wide At receiver three, three yeah. behind Burks and London. I'm just, I just do not believe the Jets offense is capable of sustaining all of these players that people are excited about. People are talking yeah. about Tyler Conklin as a sleeper. They brought in C.J. Uzoma, uh, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore. Michael Carter's not going away, and he's going to get third down passing work. Brees Hall. I, I just don't think – I do not believe Zach Wilson is capable of sustaining that many fantasy-relevant players. It's going to be one of Elijah Moore and or Garrett Wilson. Like that actually you're going to want to start with confidence, right? You're not starting both of those guys. But, I, okay, so the usual suspects: Brees Hall, Drake London, Traylon Burks, not talking about any of those guys. I'm going to start out, Jay, with – because he's getting a lot – there's a lot of people talking about this offense in the news in general – 
And it's the Dallas Cowboys news. The Dallas Cowboys news. Uh, Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard. We know that the run game has suffered for a little bit in Dallas ever since Travis Frederick retired. Uh, some medical issues. They tried to replace him with Tyler Biotish. Left guard has been utilized by Connor Williams, who wasn't very good, who's in Miami now. Right tackle was Lyle Collins. The Dallas Cowboys had built their offensive front with linemen. They want to run the ball. They've got uh, a healthy Zeke Elliott, and they've got an explosive Tony Pollard. So one of the most impactful rookies that I believe uh, that we will see on the field this 2022 season is somebody that isn't going to directly score you fantasy points, but will help you get fantasy points because I do believe he's an upgrade over Connor Williams at left guard. And I'm talking about the Dallas Cowboys first round pick, Tyler Smith, number 73 right there. You see him on the on the screen clearing ways for Ezekiel Elliott. He's been out there pancaking uh, defensive linemen in training camp for, for Dallas early this, uh, this training camp. You see on this clip right here, this is a scary sight. Tyron Smith and Tyler Smith pulling on counter plays for one Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard. I think this is a massive improvement for Dallas to get. You know, he's still a work in progress, but he's young, he's athletic, he's powerful. This is going to help the Dallas Cowboys offense out tremendously because Connor Williams just he didn't have he didn't have the backside to hold up and hunker down. And I don't know, Jay, if you saw the practice clip of Jordan Davis absolutely bull rushing oh, the Eagles offensive line like this is going to be a problem for Dallas and for defense uh, for offensive lines in the NFC East for the next I don't know how many years but I think Tyler Smith going to Dallas is going to be very good news for Zeke and Tony Pollard and for everybody out there that thinks Tony Pollard should be the starter maybe he should as long as Zeke is under contract Ezekiel Elliott is going to get the ball this do not overthink it don't make it more complicated than it needs to be as long as Zeke is healthy, he is going to get every shred of work that he can handle. Tyler Smith helps out. Zeke helps out. Dak helps out. Tony Pollard, and in turn, helps out the Dallas Cowboys offensive as, as a whole. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. And I think they're going to need it this season. You know, a lot of people are expecting a lot of big things out of Dallas, but I think we need to realize that their offense may not be as potent as it's been in years past. You know, they really only have one established wide receiver over the past couple of years. They've had two, even three guys that they can really depend on. Obviously, the backs of the backfield have been there for a while, but it's really been that offensive line that's been plaguing them, you know, whether it's you know, the Dak injury to the ankle yeah. and then him coming back and being hesitant, they still need to protect him, right? And while they're saying that Dak's fully recovered, they still need to make sure that offensive line is formidable. That's what they've built their team on for like the past five to six years at least. I think they're going to continue to do that. And so for me, I think this is a great selection, right? We know people aren't going to talk about it that much, but really offensive linemen should be at the very top of this list because whether it's Trevor Penning or Cole Strange in New England and you know, Tyler Smith in, in Dallas, all of these guys are going to have a much larger impact than realistically most fantasy players. So if you really wanted to put him up there right behind Burks in London, I don't hate it at all because he's going to have a massive impact if he's great for this Dallas Cowboys offense. Man, here's the thing, Jay. He doesn't even have to be great. Connor Williams was not good, man. He was yeah. not good at all. As long as Tyler Smith could just use some power, clear some lanes for the running backs and protect, give Dak just a little bit of time to throw the ball, he's going to be one of the most impactful rookies in 2022. Now let's go to fantasy players that you can actually put in your lineup. I do not believe you can go draft Tyler Smith and start Tyler Smith, but you can draft one Sky Moore and start Sky Moore right away. And we talked about him a little bit last week, Jay, and then every day, he does something different. He's lined up in the backfield. Yeah. He's he's running reverses. He's going downfield. You see him right here. 
this is look that that's not Pacheco right there. That's Jarek McKinnon motioning across the field. Sky Moore in the backfield. And they give him a little counter to the other side. You see him running the ball, catching the ball downfield. Scott Moore, a player that we talked about, Jay, as being somebody who probably wasn't a this-year guy, more of a next-year guy. Uh, he's 100% going to be a this-year guy. Reports are MVS uh, is dropping passes left and right. We know what Juju can do when he's on the field. But, man, uh, I'm, I'm really excited and bullish about like just what Sky Moore can bring to the table uh, from day one from the Kansas City Chiefs. Now another wide receiver, Jay. Before we talk Sky Moore, is uh, our boy Antoine Antoine Pierce out here from the Indianapolis Colts, just destroying defensive backs apparently. Yeah. And they are saying that they are lining Stephon Gilmore up on him in team situations every time. Not Michael Pittman. But they've got Stephon Gilmore, Gilmore on Antoine Pierce. And you see him right here, you know, red zone drills. He's got the size to go over the top. And the final clip you'll see it was an incomplete pass, but there he is versus Gilmore. He had a step on Gilmore. Bad ball by Matt Ryan. That arm is a little sore. Yeah. But I'm really liking what I'm hearing out of camp from uh, Alec Pierce, man. I think uh, right now he's pegged to start in three wide receiver sets alongside Pittman and Paris Campbell. Where are you at with Sky Moore? Where are you at with Alec Pierce? Who, you know, when when we're talking about these rookie wideouts, all the hype, George Pickens, Drake London, I don't really hear a lot of people getting excited about Antoine Pierce. And, you know, I, I'm just, I, I want to know your thoughts on these two wide receivers and what impact they could have this fall. I think I'd put them very close together. Um, the main reason why is because as much as hype as Sky is getting, he's still listed as the backup to Juju Smith-Schuster right now with MVS starting on the outside. Right? And then Miko Harbin is another guy who no one's talking about, yeah. but it's probably going to be the starting wide receiver for Kansas City. So again, it's not that this is final, right? But what we're seeing right now and kind of the depth charts that are forming, it seems like that's the consensus is that if something was to happen to Juju Smith-Schuster, Sky is the limit, no pun intended, for Sky Moore. But the thing with Alec Pierce, to your point, is that he is starting outside opposite of Michael Pittman, which is a big deal. Because the biggest thing is we're talking about impact, right? In order to make an impact, you have to get on the field. And if you're not on the field, then you're not going to make an impact. And I think there's a couple of players that people aren't realizing, like Alec Pierce, who will be on the field potentially from day one and getting reps and getting snaps. And that, whether it's you know a lot of fancy production or a little bit, he may have a much larger impact on the season than people are expecting because he is a starting wide receiver. Now, this is going to be a low-volume offense, and we don't expect to throw the ball more than, what, 550 times this season. But if you're a starting, a starting wide receiver on an NFL team, you're probably going to see upwards of 70 to 80 targets. And as a rookie, that would be great for Antoine Pierce. So for me, it, again, it, it comes down to is, where does this ultimately shake out for the two of them? I love Sky more, but right. I would... And we're talking about impact for this season. For this season. There's a real chance that Alec Pierce does more than Sky Moore simply because he's he's going to be getting on the field. But again, it comes down to Kansas City, that offense, and obviously the teams they're playing against. I think Sky Moore will be great, but I think he's not going to see a massive touch load or touch share, especially in the at the beginning of the season. But we'll see obviously how it ultimately shakes out. And I love the talent, but I'm curious to see how they ultimately play this because it's not looking like he's going to be a starter out the gate. And so we'll have to earn that. Or, you know, we'll see how they ultimately use him throughout the season. Because if you remember, Tyree Kill was a guy super talented, yep. but didn't play a lot in his first year and ultimately became what he is now. Yep. And then we'd see a similar role for Sky Moore in his rookie season. Yeah, right, you want to go with some low-hanging fruit here who, I mean, right now he's leading his team in receptions. He's leading his team in yards in training camp. And it looks like one of 
the players that we kind of talked about a couple of years ago is probably on his way out the door. Uh, I'm talking about Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'm talking about George Pickens. And Jay, the moment I saw this, I knew. And and here's the thing. OGQ's been over George Pickens since, what, 2019, his freshman season at Georgia? But when I saw this, man, I knew. I knew we had a damn dog on our hands. Well, this is draft night. George Pickens watching himself. Look at him just standing there. No, just socks, T-shirt, Nike, Scully over his head in the house. When I saw this, I was like, "This dude, this 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 is a dog." And he's and he's watching Chase Claypool, which is yeah, the, and he's the, probably the funniest part about this. Yeah, whole story. he's watching Claypool, the guy who he's gonna whose position he's gonna take. But George Pickens, man, my goodness, what, what is there to say about how good he's been this season? Now the issue is, the issue is, I have no clue who's gonna throw him the ball. I have no damn clue. Yep. But he's going to be a starting wide receiver for Pittsburgh. Chase Claypool probably on his way out the door. George Pickens impact this fall. It's the 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 ceiling is not the roof like Michael Jordan said. It's Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph. That's the problem. Like he's going to be impactful. He's going to draw coverage. He's going to get his opportunities. He's going to get his shots. But are they going to be efficient? How's that going to look with with Deontay Johnson? I like George Pickens, man. My my issue is I'm fearful that Pittsburgh offense, just like we talked about the Jets and Zach Wilson, if Zach Wilson can't sustain, let, let's think about this for a minute. If Zach Wilson can't sustain Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, whatever tight ends, multiple running backs, how on earth, Jay, is Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, or Kenny Pickett going to sustain Pickens, Claypool, Deontay Johnson, Najee Ayers, and Pat Fryermuth? And Calvin Austin. You got some people who want. How the hell is that going to happen in Pittsburgh with a bad offensive line, terrible quarterback play? How's it going to happen? How how are you going to feel good about starting? Again, if you're tapping in late, this is not dynasty. This is not. We're talking about impactful rookies this year. How do those guys sustain, you know, a passing attack full of weapons that were drafting hella early, man? It's not possible. I just think that's the reality of the situation. It's it's going to be inconsistent. It's going to be annoying. It'll be difficult to play these guys. If you're not playing Deontay Johnson every week, I, I and obviously Najee Harris, another big guy who's going to get a ton of work. The rest of them, I don't know. George Pickens listed as the wide receiver two right now. Claypool in the slot. Calvin Austin, his backup in the slot. You know, Pat Fryermuth, love him, but I don't know yeah. how much work he's going to get week to week. So, again, we talk about a situation that we love from an outside talent perspective. We love the weapons, the the players that are there. But, you know, people were getting on me because I don't like the Pittsburgh offense this year. I don't know how to project it. And it's why it's difficult for me to draft these guys in a lot of ways. I think Pickens is a phenomenal talent. We talked about it on draft day. I believed that Claypool announced his replacement. Yeah, you said You said The moment that they drafted George Pickens. And it's just, again, it's... It's the Steelers wide receiver bias, which is a real bias for me. I'm not I'm not going to take that away from me right, for anything. Right. They have had tremendous success with wide receivers. Yes. Tremendous success. And a lot of people would comp him to that Martavius Bryant role that they had until ultimately he left the team, right? So mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of ways that he can be involved early. Again, when it comes down to impact, it's difficult because we don't know what to expect from them overall. If you were to say to me, Hey, Jordan, who do you think is going to get the most targets in the league this year? I'd probably put George Pickens in the top five amongst all rookies. I think he could definitely get there. 
depending on how things shake out. But again, how valuable are those targets? What is his average at the target? Are his targets even catchable from these quarterbacks? Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. And so that's to me is kind of the difficult part with George Pickens. Love the talent, but the impact this year, range of outcomes is a little bit too wide. So I'd probably have him somewhere in the seven to eight range because there's some guys I feel who will be a little bit more consistent this season. Even though I love the talent, it's hard to bet on him to be most impactful up in the top five even if I just think he deserves to be there because of the inconsistencies at quarterback. Yeah, Robert, I, I hear you, man, but I don't think there's a shot in hell Kenny Pickett is a starter, at least week one. I, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so I, I don't think I don't think there's a shot in hell he's starting week one. Now, maybe by midseason or a couple of games in, we don't know what can happen, but I don't I don't think we're getting I don't think we're getting early starter Kenny Pickett. Uh, another Pierce that's been getting a lot of buzz, Jay, uh, Houston Texans running back, Damian Pierce, running back out of Florida. Listen, I'm just scouring the news, man, and every beat reporter out of Houston is saying this dude looks like by far the best running back on the field there. Now, is he going to get that opportunity early with, you know, old school coaches, Lovey Smith, Pep Hamilton? Yeah. I don't know. But early reports are Damian Pierce is looking like a dude out there with his only competition being uh, Rex Burkhead, who's, you know, he's got a particular set of skills, and then Marlon Mack as well. But Damian Pierce, a shot that he walks into the season as, you know, a top back or at least uh, the head of a committee in that backfield. Now, let's talk about Tennessee Titans wide receiver, not named Traylon Burks. But uh, somebody who inevitably be comp, inevitably be comp to Hunter Renfro, Wes Can Welker, we call him White Lightning yet? Uh, Wayne Corbett. Uh, what uh, what other short white receivers are out there? He will be comp to those guys. I don't give a damn who you comp him to. Uh, when you're getting open like this, and it's not just these two clips. Every time I see Kyle Phillips, he's open. He's twenty four seven, seven eleven. He is open, right? <sighs> Again. The Titans offense, it's going to be a heavy dose of Derrick Henry, man. It's it's going yeah. to be a heavy dose of Derrick Henry. He's going to have an impact. I don't know if that's going to produce us fantasy points, but if you can get open from the slot this way, you're going to get targets. And right now it seems like Kyle Phillips is earning his targets right there, even taking first-team reps. Traylon Burks, Kyle Phillips, Robert Woods. He's going to play this year, man, and he's going to get his opportunities and shots ceiling I don't know Jay like I just I'm Low, trying man. to I'm I'm, I'm trying to what what happened did something happen no no I'm saying I don't think the ceiling is very high That's oh you're saying. saying you don't think it's very I thought we had maybe some breaking news or something but I, I just he's going to be impactful but I just don't know if that's going to turn in the fantasy points we just got to temper our expectations I'm excited as, as you got we are all excited for these rookies but uh, I mean, every damn rookie's not going to go out there and go go get you a thousand receiving yards, man. We can't. We cannot do that. We can't do that. So, where are you at with Kyle Phillips? I think he's going to be super impactful for the Tennessee Titans because he's going to be that slot receiver. He's going to have opportunities. I just don't know if that's going to turn into a ton of fantasy points for us this year. Uh, personally, I'd probably have him outside the top twelve at least. Okay. Um, I just think that based on the offense, and I don't even think he's going to start. You know, he's listed as the backup behind Nick Westbrook-Akine, who actually yeah. had a really good season last year. You know, quietly, out of all the weapons that were there, he was probably the most consistent with AJ Bingo. Brown being a little bit injured. And so I think that's something that I'm a little bit concerned about. But overall, obviously, I like the talent, I like the skill set, and I think he can do some things. But, I mean, the Titans are a team that don't doesn't want to throw the ball more than 500 times this year. They want to lean on Derrick Henry. Yeah. They know, they know AJ Brown. 
uh, AJ, or not AJ Brown, Traylon Burks will get his work, Robert Woods. And then I think Westbrook Akine will have a role. And so how do they work in Kyle Phillips? I'm sure they'll find ways to do that, but I'm not expecting a lot. You know, he may see his work and if guys get injured, there could be more opportunity for him. But going into the season with everybody healthy, I'm not projecting a ton for Kyle Phillips, but he's someone worth knowing because again, you know, Hunter Renfro is a guy that you watched him in college and you'd be like, yeah, he's good. You know, he's a right, good receiver. Right. You knew he was open, good. Right. And and regardless of how he tested, regardless of what you thought of him mm -hmm. as an athlete, you watched him play. Yes. He was a four-year starter. He was, he was good. the team hey, he leader. He wasn't a four-year starter, but I get you. I get you. I get you. I get you. But Keep again, going. He's, he, he was the guy who yes. you knew was good for, as a football player. I think yes, you said yes. the same thing about Kyle Phillips. Yes. And we've seen what that's got for Hunter Renfro. But what I will say, Hunter Renfro ain't worth a first-round pick. No. And he may never be worth a first round no. pick. So the real the real thing that I would suggest, Ray, and I think every I think you do agree with this, is that when Kyle Phillips has that big game in preseason, you need to try and sell him. You bye need bye. to try and sell him. Even if it's for a second round pick, you need to try and sell him because bye again, bye. the ceiling, especially on Tennessee, is not very high. We know that until Derrick Henry's gone, they're gonna be a very heavy run never. first offense. Even without Derrick Henry, I think there's still a chance that they continue to work that throughout the year. So for me, I'd be selling him, you know, once he has a big game. But to your point, you know, I said you could even sell him now because the hype is there. But wait a little bit because his value will go up. And I think you would probably want to sell him and see what you could get for him because it'd probably be more than you could get in future years, even if he does become a Hunter Renfro type of guy. Okay. Another wide receiver, two wide receivers that are getting buzzed. And there's the, the, the theme of, and let me just say this. I think this is important, Jay. If you're going to invest in rookie wide receivers or young wide receivers who are unproven, any wide, I, I'm trying to bet on good offenses, right? Like if, yeah. if I'm going to take a shot, I want an efficient quarterback, I want a good quarterback. There is correlation. You could look it up. There's data done. There is factual evidence that good quarterback, probably going to have good wide receivers. Bad, shitty quarterback, Probably only going to have one wide receiver, and you don't want the third or fourth option on bat. If y'all take nothing away from this one, we got like don't stop investing in the third option, in the fourth passing option of bad offense. It's just a terrible bet. You're, I don't care how much you like the player, right? You're never going to want to throw that guy in your lineup ever, ever on a bad offense. Like I, I, I love Jalen Hurts, Jay. I think he's awesome for fantasy. I like him. Yeah. I like every – I don't want the third receiver. I barely want the second oh, receiving God. option in that offense. And I love me – I'm giving away a Devontae Smith thing right here for the patrons, man. Patreon.com forward slash all guys. I got a big Devontae Smith poster here. Love me some Slim Reaper. I'm like, uh, just, I don't know, man. Like, I'll take him, right? I'll take him. But <laughs> I want A.J. Brown because that seems to where he's yeah. throwing the ball to every single play. Um, so, like, honestly, man, just be be mindful and be careful picking the third option on these teams that aren't going to throw the ball, they're bad offenses, not good quarterbacks. But Romeo Dubs has a great quarterback, and he's going to have some opportunity because, you know, they lost the best wide receiver in football, Devontae Adams. Now, the, the interesting thing about it's Dobbs, too. It's not Dubs. It's Dobbs. Romeo yeah, Dobbs. Jay, you remember when I was at the Senior Bowl and I met Romeo, Romeo Dobbs, and I was like, man, this dude... <laughs> Now, hands are big, good kid, seems like a hard worker. He was focused, like the same demeanor that he's showing right now. Pa Packers camp when they interview, same kid that I talked to at the Senior Bowl. Now, he did not look good at the Senior Bowl, Jay. I would argue to say he's one of the worst receivers there. 
I, uh, yeah. Cody Carpentier and I, he DM me and said, "Hey, this ain't the same. This ain't the same Romeo. Ain't, ain't the same Romeo Dobbs, right?" He DM me this. Cody DM me. I'm like, "Yeah, this ain't the same guy because he was getting jammed up every play at the Senior Bowl." Where are you at with him, man? I'm still kind of like uh, Alan Lazard. It's still going to be Alan Lazard for me. I have not fully, you know, jumped off the deep end into the Dobbs, you know, pool. Where are you at with him this year? I still, I, I still don't. I'm still not there yet, but I'm encouraged because this is a lot better than what he demonstrated at the Senior Bowl. And I've got videos in my phone that they had to stop drills. Like, stop. That is the worst thing that could happen in football, basketball, when they got to stop a drill so you can redo it a couple of times. That was happening every other rep. But he's gotten into the NFL, and he seems like he's kind of fixed those issues. Where are you at, Romeo Dobbs? I'm pretty much out on both rookie wide receivers for the Packers this season. Um, I just don't expect a whole lot from them. I think if it's going to be anybody, it'll be Christian Watson. Um, again, it just comes down to is that Aaron Rodgers doesn't like to throw to rookies. Never has, probably never will. Christian Watson's injured. Romeo Dubs is looking great, but you know he's pegged to be the backup to Alan Lazard right now. Again, we've seen them bring in a lot of rookie wide receivers before, and they don't get a ton of work. So I don't think that we're going to see a ton of of action i don't think it'll be overly impactful he might you know make a few plays here or there maybe he's in a red zone package but from a volume perspective i just don't think it's going to be right. there for Dobbs this season and i think that's that's what people need to be aware of is that you know as much as he looks good in practice when the lights are shining we know that Aaron Rodgers well, the lights the are shining really directly in my eyes right now i i cannot see the the lights are bright but continue Blinded by the light. But yeah, I just, I, again, I'm out on both receivers. I just don't think they're going to make much of an impact this season. And again, it just comes down to just, I'm, this is the bet that I'm making. If you think that Romeo Dubs or Dubs can be a great wide receiver in the NFL, I'm with you. I, I don't believe that he's necessarily a bust. But again, no, if don't, someone's going to give me a second round pick for him, if someone's going to give me a second round pick for him, I'm going to take yeah, it. That's like, fine. that's just the truth. Yes. I'm going to take it, right? I'm, it, yes. I'm not willing to wait to find out what he could be. He didn't get the draft capital. Like you said, he didn't look good at the Senior Bowl. He's running a lot of flies, which is great in practice, but let's see his game. And obviously, he's running a lot of nine routes. He is running a lot of nine else, routes. Right? He, he is running a lot of that a lot. And he wasn't that good for about four years. So, I mean, Oof. we'll see what happens. But okay. I, I think I would still bet on Christian Watson, who's just as a backup to Sammy I don't Watkins want any right now. Them. But I think it'll be... I don't want I, either. I don't want... For this year, I don't want him. But I think for the future, I don't want we'll either. see what happens with those guys. I do want Jalen Tolbert, though, Jay. I do want yes. Jalen Tolbert. Uh, yes. Opportunity, 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 opportunity. Uh, James Washington, hurt. Michael Gallup, not ready. Good quarterback, good offense. CeeDee Lamb is the one. You don't have to use... You don't have to throw him in there to be the guy... Uh, I, I'm here for Jalen Tolbert. I am here for Jalen Tolbert. Draft capital was there. Senior Bowl, unlike Romeo Dobbs, he was impressive. You see him pulling away, and that's Jordan Lewis. These are this is Dallas starting defense here. Is Micah Parsons down the field looking good? Where are you at with Jalen Tolbert this year? I'm I'm actually right there with you. I think that he potentially could be even a top ten impact rookie this season because it's very rare a guy can walk into an offense as talented as Dallas's offense and ha right. be the potential wide receiver too, opposite of CeeDee Lamb. We know the coverage CeeDee Lamb is going to demand, and if Jalen Tolbert can't get open and play well, he may see a lot of action. You know, we saw what happened with Michael Gallup when he came into the NFL. Uh, he was a slightly higher draft pick, but at the end of the day, he was seeing single coverage a lot. He'd get downfield, and Dak was willing to trust him. I think that's important to remember. Because when it was Amari Cooper and he was that in that C.D. Lamb role that C.D.'s in right now, we saw a lot of Gallup. He got a lot of targets, and I believe he saw almost 100 targets in that season. I yeah. think we can see a similar role for 
Jalen Tolbert. And while he's not going to be the number two receiving option because Dalton Schultz is still there, I think yep. he could be the third option and, you know, potentially the fourth down the road when, Mal- when Michael Gallup does come back or if James Washington comes back. But for me, I think that especially early on, if there's a guy that you want to place a bet on early to get action and get Jaylen work, Tolbert. Jalen Tolbert could be one of the top guys because it's so rare that you have a rookie coming in and starting at wide receiver. And if he does that and if he looks good and he has Dak's trust, he could see a lot of work early, and that would really boost up his value this season. Somebody asked me, was I concerned about uh, Trayvon Diggs? Nah, man. He's going to get burnt, but he's going to make his plays. I mean, that's just what Diggs is. I mean, he's a gamble corner. It paid yeah. off for us at times, and it burnt us at times. But I, I'm not. He's going to be who he is. I'm with you, man. Uh, if Jalen Tolbert was – if we redid rookie drafts right now, do you think there's a chance Tolbert could sneak into the back of the first round, Jay, of rookie yeah. drafts? You don't think no, so? I, I, I don't think the back of the first. I think, you know, you can maybe make the case for early second. Because the thing is, is that, and I, I will say this to the people so that because we never really addressed it, is that there will be running backs that are, are relevant, right? And people will still draft them high yeah, in rookie drafts. I, but we don't know which one it's going to be. Yeah. So it's difficult to kind of talk about them and rank them. You talked about Damian Pierce. Tyler Algier listed his third running back. You know, we didn't even talk about Kenneth Walker. We yeah. don't know when he's going to start. We don't know the impact he's going to have. It's difficult to do these things. But with these receivers, you know, it seems like there's a much clearer path. Back of the first, maybe, I think early second is reasonable. Because I still think people would take Zeus White. they take Rashad White. You know, guys who are on good offenses in potentially having roles um, over at Jalen Tolbert. But I think there's a real world that he does get much higher draft capital than he was getting in the offseason. All right. So one of the players that people keep talking about, and I think he's a great player, but I don't trust the offense and it's 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 Wondell Robinson, man. Like, how can you get? Where are you at enthusiasm wise with him? I just I, and be quick, man. I just can't buy in to Daniel Jones, to Kadarius Tony. People are pumping up Daniel Bellinger, Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay. I, I just if if he's just going to be used as this gadget guy, and I don't think he is. I don't believe. I think he can play a full time slot role, not a gadget role, not a gadget role. But what are you, where are you at with this offense? Because this, this, we're talking impact, not how much we like the prospect profile, not how much we like the player. Impact. What kind of impact do you think he's going to I think the impact that he's going to have, special teams, he'll have his plays. But we, we sit here and, again, I take Zach Wilson 10 out of 10 times over Daniel Jones. 10 out of 10 times. So if, if, if I went on this rant about the Jets offense, my God, the only thing I truly want from the Giants is Saquon Barkley. Like, truly. Like, just that's a guy that I want. After that, I, I can miss on everybody else in that offense, and I'll be fine. Long term, they're probably drafting a quarterback early next year because I don't believe the Giants will be good, so things could get better for him. And I'm just throwing it in the universe. You pair him with his old college quarterback, Will Levis. We could have something, right? But impact yeah. this year, where are you at with Wandell? I'm kind of with you and kind of against you. The main reason why is because right now Sterling Shepard's on the pop list and he's operating as a starting slot. You know, they're running a lot of 11 personnel. They did that at their scrimmage game over the over the weekend or maybe it's during the week. So that's where the encouragement comes from is that, yes, Wandell has looked good in practice and that's great. Yes, of course, he has Danny Dimes as his quarterback, but we want guys to at least be on the field and it's looking like Wandell's going to be on the field. So if he's the starting slot, I think there's a real world where he does have an impact but to your point, it may not be as big of an impact as it would be for a better offense. So I'm probably somewhere in the middle. You know, is he going to see 
more than, I don't know, 80 opportunities this season? Probably not. But could they be really high-impact plays? Potentially. And I think it's going to come down to is that how many touchdowns does he score? Because I don't think the volume necessarily be there. But he could have a role you know, in those short areas where he uses his quickness, uses his ability to get open to score touchdowns. But again, I'm just saying... I don't know. And, and I think that's the problem with the offense is that they are running a lot of 11 personnel, and that's great. You know, we've seen what the slot has meant to Josh Allen over 100 targets each of the last three seasons with Brian Dable. Is that going to be, you know, Wandell's role? Probably not. But again, I think there's a world where he does have an impact for sure. All right. I'm ready to piss off all the dynasty gamers in the whole community and you ageist. I'm ready to piss you off, but I stand by it. I, I, I stand by it. You're talking about impact. This season, I'm not talking five years from now when he's 36 years old. I'm talking about this season. And I think one of the more impactful rookie wide receivers, not name the big guys, not Drake London, not Traylon Burks. I think it's out of Chicago, Jay. And I'm going to throw Vellis Jones out there. Vellis Jones has the speed, and and he's been doing this all camp. We're just going to talk football here. All camp, he's running with the ones He's outside with Darnell Mooney, and he's fast as shit, man. He's fast as against Kyler Gordon, their top pick in the draft. Every report out of Chicago is he's been good. Anybody that wants in on this, anybody, look at this. Look at, bring on the booze. Bring them on. Bring them on. Bring them on. Bring all the booze on. I don't care. I, I kicked Jay off the screen. This is on me. Bring them on. All of y'all out there, bring on the booze. But Vela's Jones at the end of this season, I'm not telling you he's a long-term asset that you need to build your future around. But, man, who else can they throw to? Who else can they throw to? Who else, Jay? Mooney and Velas Jones. That is it. That is it. Well, that Cole is Komet, it. right? They have Cole Komet, and, and I think Byron Pringle will come back and have a role. Like it's again, what the case I will make for you is that Justin Fields did throw the ball deep a lot. I believe it was like twelve percent last season, especially in the back half of the year. He was throwing the ball deep a lot. A lot of it was to Mooney. But again, there could be a world where he does get a lot of work. Now, to your point, we'll see what happens with the depth chart. We're still kind of waiting for that to ultimately play out. But Equinemia St. Brown is listed as, as the starter opposite of Darnell Mooney, with Velas Jones being Darnell Mooney's direct backup, which I think, to your point, he does have a great comp as far as a skill set to be Darnell Mooney's replacement in the offense. But as far as actual production on the field, it just comes down to is how much work does he get early? I think there's a world where he does, but we'll have to see how it really shakes out because, again, I'm not projecting him to be the starter, but he's going to have to get some work. I think they're going to run the ball a lot. I'm not as in as you are on Bellis Jones. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure. overweight. I'm not telling Is he in the top to, 10? Yes. For impact? Abs- yes. He probably at the bottom. He's going. He's <laughs> starting, man. Who else? He might like, start. Honestly, like, I, start. I'm, I'm just, ESB who else? and Mooney are the starters right now. So far. Again, it's early. So depth charts aren't finalized. But who? that's... Equinemia St. Brown, that again, a guy who's been in the league. You know, I'm I'll, not trying to I'll say that he I'll should say, be the starter. But. Thank you, Pete. Thank you. Thank you, Pete. He will be on the field week one on an offense that they're probably going to have to be the, the pro- field, but it doesn't mean that he's going to do much of anything. <sighs> All right. Uh, uh, y'all, y'all are right. Everybody's talking about grandpa. Like, he's, he's still, like, no one's saying long term. Like, the first of all, there's a big fallacy in the dynasty space that you have these guys for your careers. That's that's the biggest that's the biggest problem. Because here's the thing, if you if any of y'all have played in a dynasty for more than three years, I challenge you to look at your roster today. 
to what it looked like from what it looked like three years ago. You probably don't have any of the same players on your team. And if you do, you're probably terrible at dynasty fantasy football. I'm talking about impact, right? This season, I don't care about how old he'll be in five years. I'm talking about this year, next year. Can he give me a spike to where I can get out and sell him for a second? People, people are buying Romeo dubs for seconds, man. Seconds, first round picks. Give me Isaiah Pacheco, I'll give you a second. And you're telling me that all he's got to do is catch two deep passes. Two deep passes. And here's the thing. People are shitting on Chicago's offense from, from pillar to post. People are still, I don't know about Mooney. I don't know about Komet. I don't know about Montgomery. But let's pump up Tristan Abner. Yay, Tristan Abner. And Velas Jones has no shot. Get the hell out of here, Jay. I'm not buying it, dog. I didn't, I'm not I didn't buying say it. no let's shot. Let's talk I'm football. Just, again, I'm talking range of outcomes. In a bad offense, projected as the, one of the worst so offenses. Horrible. We, and what did I say? I say want the one or the two. Giants. One or the two. One or Ray, the two. You, Ray, we talked about this already. You you actually mentioned it. There's offenses where they can only support one wide receiver. And we both know that Chicago is one of those offenses. That's just the reality. Right? This, the reality is they can Jay, only support one. This is the edge in Dynasty. The sentiment that everybody, ew, I don't want him. He... You see, nobody has said a damn thing about what he can do on the field. Nobody. Everybody just keeps saying, he's old. He's old. He's old. I don't care. He's free. And he's probably going to be a starting wide receiver on an offense that might be playing from behind, that has to throw the ball. Might be playing from behind. And here's the thing. We're talking about Justin Fields can take this step forward. You think Darnell Mooney's catching uh, uh, 150 balls for 1,800? You think Cole Komet's going for 1,000 this year? Who else? That's the edge. It's exploiting the sentiment of, of groupthink. Every, ew, 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 Vellis Jones. I'm not even the biggest Vellis Jones fan. But if you're telling me a guy that can run a 4-3 is going to be on the field and he's going downfield, give me for free, sign me up. Talking about impact. Give me your top 10, Jay. Get out of here. Ooh, Give me your impact. Man, the top 10. So you, I know you haven't written guy, anything down over there. The entire, I'm watching you. You've done so nothing. Give me your top You've talked about a lot of players, right? My top five, it starts with Brees, London, and then Burks. I think that London's going to outscore Burks. I think I believe in what he's going to do a little bit more than Burks, but I think Burks is great. Behind him, though, I would, man, I, I really want to put five. Dotson. Give me five. I want to put top Dotson five. behind him. Right, we didn't, and talk, we didn't even Dotson. talk about Dotson. Well, he's, because Dotson's going to be the starting wide receiver yeah, for the Commanders. Yeah, and, yes. But again, it's it's people need to understand that he's walking into an eighty target role, easy, right? And again, you drafted him in the first round, but nobody wanted him, right? He's first round, first round wide receiver. No one wants him. No one's drafting him. People are fading him completely. People remember that Dotson's going to be the starting wide receiver for the Commanders this season. After that, though, you know, there's Olave, there's all these guys. I'm, I I think at that point you have to say it's going to be a running back. Which running back is going to be? I don't know. People are talking about Zamir White. He looks great in the preseason game. He could easily take, carve out a role. He could be great. We didn't even talk about James Cook. People think it's so obvious James Cook's going to be good. He still deserves to be in this list. He's sure. a top five player. Imp- so he, he impact. Could have a impact. Top five impact. Is he going to have that impact this year? I think so. Okay. I haven't pegged for. Well, I give me, give me five. And, and no, you can't use Breeze. Guys. Give me five of the not so obvious guys. No Dotson, no Burks, no London, no Brees Hall. No Jahan Dotson. Like, give, give me some, no, just give me, give me so your I'll t- give you, impact. Five. I'll, give me five. So I got, I mean, Jalen Tolbert would have to be number one. I, I got, I got you. No I, one's I'm, really talking about. Yep, I think yep. that Tolbert has to be up there. 
All right. You know, no one's really talking about Dodson, but if you're not going to give him to me, then I'd have to go another direction. I would probably go, I'd probably go Alec Pierce, number two. Um, I think Alec Pierce is a guy who's going to see a lot of work. The guy that I was telling you about earlier that I'm very interested in from a dynasty perspective is David Bell. David Bell is listed as the starting slot for Cleveland, but again, he has to go reset at quarterback, and so he's not going to do a ton there. After that, I mean, I'm still, I still think Isaiah Spiller is going to be the RB two, and I think that's something that people aren't really there with yet. But we'll see. You know, if you want to put Velas Jones at five, I'll give it to you. And I think that Tyler Algier will have a role this season. I don't know how much of a role. People talking about Tyquan Thornton. I don't, I don't want to get into Tyquan Thornton because I think he's going to be great. But no one wants to talk about Tyquan Thornton's second round pick for the Patriots. Um, I think he could have a massive impact too. It's just I'm curious how Bill ultimately uses him, in my opinion. So where are you at with these guys? Another guy I've talked about on the show a lot is Mike Woods. I think people should be picking up Mike Woods off waivers. Mike Woods out of Oklahoma. Take me off the screen. Mike Ooh, Woods. Boy. I'm telling you, man. Mike Woods. Now, you, you're, you, you, hold on. Wait a minute. You have the audacity to poo-poo me for Vellis Jones, and you're taking the guy who's the fourth option in Oklahoma's passing offense that got beat out by Traylon Burks and Trey Knox at Arkansas, and you're telling people Mike Woods? I think that Mike Woods could have a role. I don't think it'll be a big role, but I think he could have a role. All right. All right. Jay, Jay, you for 54 minutes, you were outstanding. Do you, do you want, do you you want my last out- guy? Do you want my who? last guy? Who? who? Eric Ezukanma. I don't even know how to say his last name. He is Jalen Waddle's backup in Miami. Fourth round pick. He's muted. I muted Jay. I muted him. I muted Jay. We are over. He's walking off the set. We've muted him. I love you, Jay Rich, but you are done. You are done. He is done. He is finished. We will try again on Wednesday. Listen, I don't know. I don't have a top five. That was that was that was my partner, my co-host role. He did not give you the, the top ten that we promised, but we did talk through a bunch of rookies. He gave you some deep sleeper names. We gave you some old names in Avellas Jones. My, my my big takeaway is, you know, temper expectations for all these rookies. I love me some Spiller. I think absent a injury to Austin Eckler is probably not going to happen. I know we didn't talk Rashad White. He kind of factors into the, like, like we kind of know that already, guys. Uh, but that's the show. I hope you guys appreciated it. Jay, Jay, you're back. I love you, man. You got anything to say to the people before we get out of here? I hope you guys have a great day. I had a good day. I had a lot of fun today. And we so had a good. What what I will say to people okay. is that we listed a lot of names, and these are the guys you want to watch in preseason. Preseason this week, get excited, and I think there's going to be a lot of things that happen this week, and hopefully we see some more information, and we can talk about this stuff throughout the year because I think it's going to be exciting, and we'll find some good nuggets throughout the preseason that we can use to our advantage, like we did last season. So. Pay attention. We'll stay tapped in for y'all, and uh, hope you guys had some fun today. Got two, got two super chats. Got to get out of here. Got two of them. Are there any rookie draft selections or passovers, QBs not included, that you personally regret already? Man, this is a good one. Who do I regret passing on in rookie drafts? Hmm. I think for me, it's JMO. I don't. I don't think I drafted JMO even once. I don't have I don't a lot of JMO either. Once. I don't have a lot of JMO. I don't have a lot. Don't have a lot of draft picks. But JMO was one. The, the thing is, for people, and I don't want to sound arrogant, but like my my draft strategy this year was to trade down for Jahad Dodson. Yeah, that's what I did in a lot of drafts. Um, but you know, maybe in the second round, 
maybe TDP. Maybe I was a little bit overzealous on TDP. I have a lot of TDP too. Okay. Um, I was drafting. You, him re- you regret TDP? I, don't, I wouldn't regret TDP. I don't regret it. No, but I'm man, like, don't regret that. that. Smart? So I, again, I it, I, I, for me, it's it's Alec Pierce. I, I, I wish I would have gotten yeah. a little more Alec Pierce. Um, just thinking about the Colts, I think I allowed. Oh, it's just Jonathan Taylor, and they 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 already have a wide receiver one. I like what we're hearing out of Doolin and and Paris Campbell, yeah. but they didn't spend a second round pick on the size speed specimen not to utilize him. I wish I had a little more Alec Pierce. Um, wish I had a little more Alec Pierce, and I wish I had a little more George Pickens. Man, Pickens yeah. is in that weird spot where. He was like right around the Rashad White, Chris Olave early in rookie drafts, and I opted for the running back. Right, I was like, yeah. I'm taking the running back here instead of the receiver. Wish I had a little more, little more pickings. I think the biggest regret that I have is drafting Kenny Pickett inside the top five of Superflex. Oh, yeah, like I just I, that that I only have one, and I still regret it. I, well, the quarterbacks in general, right? I know you yeah. said notwithstand, just. All of them. I just highly regret all of those selections. All right, we had another one right here. Let's get to it. Why are we hyping up Damian Pierce, Pacheco, if the 2023 running back? That's the thing, right? Like, they can have impacts this year, man. And what you, you, there are two things that are true here. One, we can still hype them up knowing that the 2023 class is going to be good because this is the season that's in front of us, right? These guys are going to get an opportunity to play this year. And if you are smart enough, and let me not use the word smart, if you've got the resolve to say, when Pierce or Pacheco does anything of consequence, I'm trading this guy, right? If if you get an offer and it will happen, people, it happens every freaking year. Year, if somebody comes to your inbox after week one and Isaiah Pacheco had five carries, 62 yards, three receptions, and a touchdown, and they say, I'll give you a first round pick for your Isaiah Pacheco, don't be stubborn, don't be ridiculous, trade him, Go, just get a more liquid asset, punt for I don't care if it's the 112 in 2023, you make that move 10 out of 10 times. And the problem is a lot of people just don't have the resolve to do it, man. They just don't have yeah. the balls to say. Because you, you're looking at it. Human nature, like, damn, man. And Pierce went out here and got 22 carries. He's the workhorse. <laughs> this dude, this dude's going to help me win. But knowing, like, man, you know, Algier was a fifth rounder. Pacheco was a, what, seventh rounder. Pierce was a fourth rounder. They may just get replaced next year. I, I, would, I would cash out. And I think a lot of people just have to do that. So... Uh, mm-hmm. I think we answered all the five, the uh, all the all the super chat questions. All right, cool. Subscribe to the All Gas newsletter in the link in the description. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday. Wednesday is our final show of the week because I will be in Canton, Ohio, this Friday for the Fantasy Football Expo. If you're going to be there, would love to meet you. Come say what's up. Uh, we're going to be there having fun and uh, we've got a flag football game. So just pray, pray for old GQ that that we make it out of that thing unscathed. I hope y'all have a great start to the week. Enjoy it. Make to gr- make today great. And make sure y'all wake up with us on Wednesday morning. We are out of this thing. Peace out. Peace out.